This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And you can join this conversation with us this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? It's a hat day. It's a hat (laughs) hat day because it's so humid. Yeah, it is humid it's out. It's humid. It's we're very, very humid outside. Yeah. yeah, and whenever we were laughing, I I was telling you guys that I was up in Little Rock this weekend with visiting some friends, mm-hmm. and we were talking about humidity and what it does to your hair. I'm sure men don't have this conversation, but mine is a, very, a short, short gray, uh-huh. a platinum. Platinum. It's platinum. platinum. It's a very shiny platinum. Right. Thanks, Dad. Right. Uh, so I've got this shiny platinum. And it's really short. Well, whenever it gets humid, I look like a Q-tip. <laughs> just go, it just goes poof. okay now right. you're gonna have to take your hat off now so we can see the poof. so you can see the poof. right yeah yeah that's why i have to keep it short if it was if it if my hair was long i would be a tina turner a platinum tina turner because that hair would just go straight out right you know i would never do anything to my hair unless unless i have to you, you know you know what i'm trying to say I, I i get up in the morning i put some gel on it and I really don't care what it looks like, yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. That's why I have a hat. This is the greatest home improvement conversation <laughs> ever. ever. Hair care. Ever. We're talking hair care here. All right. Um, Jason, what do you do for your hair? <laughs> uh, you know what? Oh, that was low oh, now. I get a haircut ouch. every morning. Ouch. Every morning I get a haircut. Well, no, I mean, it's 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 the simplest hairstyle of, of it anybody. Really is. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And it looks polished. Yeah. But, but it is yeah, not. He just has to comb his face. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this weekend, I, I took the kid. Hey, we went I do to, two every now and then. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this uh, weekend, I took the kid. We went to Salvage Yard. A, oh, uh, a, nice. uh, a an auto salvage yeah, yard. Yeah. And what we were looking for, see, Dad was driving one day and not paying attention. Uh oh. Okay. Rut row. Yeah, out in the country a little ways. And while I was not paying attention, probably tuning the radio, getting something out of my pocket and, you know, I don't know, reading, reading my phone at the same time. Okay. Okay, I took out my right hand mirror. The passenger side mirror went thunk Uh and it was gone. Right, right. And this was in my truck. So we go out to the salvage yard. And because I could, I could take it to the dealership and order online, but I looked on YouTube and there was this video. So like, hey, this whole mirror is held on by three screws. I'm like, really? That whole thing? So we went to the thing. I uh, went to the yard. I found almost the exact same vehicle that I have. Unscrewed that mirror and then and then put it back on my car. It's brand new. It's brand new. Unbelievable. You know, I wish they would have a pull apart for houses. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just had a doorknob. Yeah, it's called Home Depot. Yeah. Right, right? <laughs> well, you know, used to be the Habitat would have... Yeah, yeah, the rehome store. The rehome yeah. stores. Yeah, yeah. Those are I, still around. Are they, yeah. aren't, aren't they still doing that? Yeah, I think places. so, yeah. I don't know that they're doing it here. I would love to know if they are. Uh, it was down on Lynch. And, yeah, I used yeah, to go was. down there. 
I don't know that other school. Yeah, but I want the experience of actually going in the house and pulling it apart. Now, there are some places, you know, of course, you guys know this. I I don't want to do brand names or anything, but there's a place in town. There's there's lots of places around the state of Mississippi and, of course, around us, Mobile, Memphis, places like that, that have these – old home reseller kind of places, yep. mm-hmm. which is where they've, they've parted out old homes. They've taken them apart. So if you want to find a shutter from a hundred-year-old house, this is where it would be. Yes. And and uh, these places exist all over Mississippi. They're well, really neat. I have a story okay. about that. So after Katrina, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to guess this was probably in, in either 2008 or 2009, some friends and I decided we wanted to go to the bank. Down in New Orleans, uh-huh. which is the very high end. I mean, I can hardly right. afford to walk in the door. I mean, right. but they have some beautiful, beautiful things there. And while we were down there, we went to the bank, and I realized once again that I couldn't afford anything in there. So we right. decided to go to the um, Habitat place down there. Yeah. And I wanted some screen doors, some of those old screen doors that slap, you know, when you would go out right. when you were a kid, right, your mama right, right, would yeah. go. Bounce a couple times. Yeah, bounce. Like, I yeah. told you not. And, and so anyway, um, we went down there. We were in my, um, my, I had a family relative that allowed me to borrow their Jeep. Because oh. I didn't have a pickup at the time that had the um, the rack on the top. Yeah. So well, you strapped them to the rack. Didn't we you? bought some uh, screen doors at Habitat and strapped them onto the top of that vehicle, and we were laughing so hard, you know, because the traffic is horrendous down in New Orleans, especially right. when you get down in that middle in the quarter area. Mm-hmm. And I was driving like a lunatic, and they said, "You need to stop that." I said, "I got Mississippi plates on here. They don't. They're gonna just, you know, cuss <laughs> me out and say, ah, oh, they're from Mississippi.' Right." <laughs> But I drove home with those screen doors uh, on, the, and they're still in my house. I actually took screen doors on a Jeep. They didn't need the tag. To no, tell they you didn't need the tag to, to <laughs> see that. I, that's what. But I took. Let me tell you what I did. I took um, one of those screen doors and put it on my master bedroom door. Oh, cool! Yeah. So it's just a screen door. Well, then. Um, through the years, I had this little dog that chewed through the screen at the bottom. So then I had this torn up screen. So I came in and I trimmed that door out with fence wood. And it looks awesome. It's this old, old, old That's screen cool. door with the fence wood to cover it in. Huh. You know, I, I live by myself minus, you know, four four legged right. people that live there. So it didn't really matter to me as far as privacy. But I love this old door. That's so cool. Okay, uh, look, let's go ahead and start the hour with an email here. I have a question in regards to doing a faux hardwood floor. We have a 1,900 square foot split level home. We'd like to replace our carpet with a faux hardwood floor, preferably something that would be water spill resistant as we have kids cats and my clumsy self who spills liquids. What is the cheapest way to accomplish this task? And would it be worth doing it myself or have a contractor do it? Thanks, Jason. A faux hardwood floor. Boy, that. Oh, it, okay. I know what he's talking so that, about. It, it could, I mean, that it actually could be uh, many things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jason's his name? What's his name? Uh, yes, it is Jason's. Matter Jason. Fact. Yeah. Okay. I think this is what I'm doing. Um, I think I'm going to do LVP. Luxury vinyl plank. Okay. Looks like wood, smells like wood, tastes right. like wood, 
very durable, uh-huh. water resistant. Uh, get the floater instead of the glue down. Right. Um, user friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be mm-hmm. installed. Watch a couple videos on mm-hmm. it. I think you're installing in an hour. Um, install. Whoa, 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 whoa! Installing what in an hour? The 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 flooring. You know, learning. You're. I think your learning curve on a scale of one to ten is probably a four. A very small learning curve on okay. this. Yeah. It's not hard. Uh, no. I mean, you, you so got to get. I will say, but we, we can't set expectations too tight. If you've never done this before, yeah. it's going to take a little time it's to gonna figure out. It's going to take a minute to yeah. get it all done. Um, I did that in my. Well, you guys did it whenever right. we had the the That's show, right. and then I finished it out for mm-hmm. the in the rest yeah, of the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is it's an it's an easy to use product. One of the things that I would suggest if you don't have the tools, you can rent your tools. That's basically. Right. Oh yeah. And Good there idea. is because if you don't have anything to cut this with, right. you're going to have to have that type of thing. And my dad had a floor covering business for years. And have you seen one of these um, cutters, Jeff? That it's um, there's no sawdust involved. So when you cut it, it's not necessarily a miter saw. Oh, but yeah. But you pull it down and clamp That's it right. on, yeah. and it just snaps it, it in It's half. like a razor blade or something. Yes. And huh. uh, yeah, it, it it works real nice. Um, it's not messy. So you if get got some it, knee pads. Yes. It's it's, it's rough yeah. on your back. It's mm-hmm. rough on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. Have somebody uh, help you. Yeah. Doing it by yourself is yeah. kind of tough. I would probably have order me some pizzas and beverages and have some friends over for the weekend. Sure. Right. Yeah. To lay flooring. To lay flooring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first we got to move all the and furniture too, out. I mean, it's 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 uh, almost is, instant satisfaction it is. too it because is. Yeah. it looks great. Man, that day. I'm doing this. Gosh, I'm halfway, and look how good it looks. Yeah. yeah. Does so, that need a? Do you need a anything under that? Yes. Yes. You you need a vapor barrier. Now, some of your LVP is going to come with it. Luxury vinyl plank. Yeah, and some you were you're going to lay an independent vapor barrier and then lay your floor on top we did. of it ours was i think that like blue foamy thin foamy i believe it was i believe that's used. something we laid independent and then we put the floor on top mm-hmm. of that but make sure you use that and not just a roll of visqueen right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you use, use the, the right you know, stuff obviously mm-hmm. you know if it calls for the blue stuff Use the blue stuff. Use the blue stuff. I had to order mine after you guys did the show. Uh And what I loved about ordering it is that it showed up on my front porch. Right. That's not even funny. I mean, why do you get a truck, really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... The All older right, I get, the picking up is getting harder and harder. <laughs> Let's take uh, Rick and Olive Branch real quick. Uh, Rick, you were going to say something about an inside screen door. What's going on? Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. And Q-Tip. And Pearl. And Q-Tip. Right. There we go. <laughs> Woo. Uh, she, she brought up uh, putting that screen door inside. Uh, back in the early 80s, uh, when my first daughter was born, uh, back then, baby monitors w- were like, CD players. You couldn't really afford them. Right. And we we had uh, cats, and I ended up putting a screen door on the nursery so that we could hear the baby, there would be airflow, but kitties couldn't get in there with the baby. So, uh, huh. I thought I was, I thought I was the only idiot that did that. Yeah, no. And you probably got so many co- I mean, people come over to my house and they're like, "Wow. That's awesome." <laughs> well, it generated a bunch of questions. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. You have hey, bugs? I want to know, Rick, did the cat climb the screen door <laughs> trying to get into Absolutely. the baby? <laughs> no, 
Actually, no, uh, not climb, but uh, did occasionally pop their claws on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Trying well, to see if you get those the, claws. If you get the kind that that Pam mentioned that slaps when it comes back, uh-huh. you can always know if someone comes in. <laughs> yeah, like that's right. yeah. That's right. You guys have a good morning. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate Thanks, Rick. it. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And you can join the conversation this morning. Send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Daryl's on the line in Memphis and uh, wanted to know how to make an existing tub a walk-in. Am I, am I saying that right, Daryl? Well, good morning. You certainly are. Oh, thank Can you. you. Help me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> help me. Help me. Okay, so so explain explain to us exactly what's going on, what you're trying to do. Okay, um, the bathtub is your traditional step over, step in bathtub. Yep. And uh, I just want to know how to make it uh, an existing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not. Uh, it is existing, but I want to know how I can modify it to make it a walk-in tub. and okay. um, A walk-in shower. Yeah, walk-in tub shower, yes, sir. Okay. Are you slam on grade or are you conventional? What, what's that mean? Is, is, are you, are, is your floor concrete or is it wood? Oh, uh, I, I believe it's concrete. Okay. All right. Fair enough. A um, couple things you can do. Um, take your existing tub out, um, and they're very easy to get out depending on the, what they're depending made on the of. age. That's right. <laughs> if it's fiberglass, you're going to take a sawzall, you're going to cut it in half, you're going to get it out. If it's a steel tub, a little bit different challenge, but it can still be done. Uh, from there, well, you're going to, excuse me. Uh, excuse me, if I interrupt you. This is I think this is a porcelain tub because okay. Oh, uh, I've yeah. noticed that you know there are chips in the bottom. And that you're exactly oh, right. Porcelain tub, tub with with tile on top of that. Correct. It must be super old. Yeah. It, yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So tile tile on top of that. So pull your tile down. Pull your tub out now. Uh, unless you are extremely handy, you're probably going to need some help. Doing this because obviously well, unless you're eight foot you know, six, you, you, you can't gotta, pick up a porcelain tub. <laughs> you you got to you know unhook your plumbing and all yeah. that. But get get your tub out of there. It's probably five feet, and um, you can buy a five foot shower pan. Uh, get your plumber to put that in. Tile up your walls, waterproof them. Now you have a shower. Well, wouldn't you have to? What are you going to do with your drain? Because well, if you buy a fabricated gonna, pan, you got to move the drain to one side. Well, it's st- no, it's still going to be a, a left hand or right hand drain. There, there, there are there there are, are are retrofits that will go right back in that hole. Okay, okay, I did uh, not know that. Fiberglass pan go right back in that hole, either right hand or left hand, and uh, I'm going to recommend a new um, shower valve. Uh, because the shower valve is probably as old as the tub, so it's it's ready for a it's it's ready for a heart transplant. So, were you ready to to take the tub out, Daryl? Uh, I'm I'm on the verge of it. I've been okay. um, considering this for quite some time, mm-hmm. and um, I've seen I've seen work by other people who I've come in contact with, 
but I'm hesitant to use them because of their background. And I'm, I'm not going to go into detail. Of, of That's, that, I but, understand. Yeah. That's fair. You you but know when the, you know when the best time to plant a tree, Daryl? Um, when it's uh, fair Th- weather. I suppose. Thir- thirty years ago is the best time to plant a tree. <laughs> so if you didn't do it thirty years ago, the next best time is now. Is right. now. So so go ahead and do the tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can really. Um, and and I did something similar to this, uh, Daryl. I, I you know my dad and I are just crazy enough that we'll take on anything. Um, and tearing out is really not as intricate as putting back. So right. I've always said I'm a great tearer outer, but not a good putter backer. P.S. If you watch the destruction phase on HGTV and think it's just that. Um, get ready for some blood, sweat, and tears. It's not as pretty as it looks. The cool thing about what he's going to do, Mm -hmm. we do it every single day, multiple times a day in this country, so the parts and pieces are there. Now, let me ask you this. We're not not reinventing the wheel, Daryl. Let me ask. uh, It it just occurred to me, if you're not going to keep this tub, if it's porcelain, uh, instead of hauling this thing out, what's to stop me from bringing a big, a big hammer in there and just busting it all up? Yeah, you know, you're, you're, it's you're, porcelain. Yeah, you you can bust the porcelain, but you're not going to bust the cast iron that's under it. So, oh, it's 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 cast under that. It's cast probably. iron okay. under that. That's it's what mine heavy. was. It's, it's very it's, very heavy. Yeah. I think so. we ended up getting a sawzall and cutting it up. You probably did. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's get through the doorways. And yeah, yeah. So, so that's really. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jay, producing today, said you can bust the porcelain up and reuse it. You can tile something with it. Well, it's cool. Good you could do a little mosaic If you're bored. So, yeah. 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 Thanks, Daryl. Yeah. Well, we look. appreciate it. Uh, excuse excuse yeah, me. Go uh, for it. Is it a good idea for me to just. Or, for, or to have someone cut a door in uh, the porcelain, the existing porcelain tub, Ooh. and and still have what I want. Yeah, I think I've not seen that before. Daryl, you're putting a now you 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 you're putting a square peg in round hole now, man. Uh-uh. You know, but you're you, you're okay. you're what what you're trying to do is build your own walk-in tub. Uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. That's you can, you can be do tough. it. You can do it cheaper with a new tub. Well, than cutting into the old. You know what, Daryl? Whenever you started your question, that was exactly what I thought of. I thought, I wonder if you could cut that down. So I don't, I don't have any personal experience with that. I've never seen it, but man, right. it would be cool if you could figure I, it out. Yeah, um, Daryl, I would say go with the Sluter system on the <laughs> on the shower that that. Uh, Jeff brought up in the very first thing. Or you could try the other and send us photos. Right. All right. Thanks, Daryl. We're going to have to keep moving. Uh, Jason's on the line on the road in Pontotoc, and you got a question about wood rot. What's going on? Oh, yes. Thanks. Uh, I was just going to chime in about you you mentioned wood rot. I was going to offer um, what I do with uh, deck repair. I've never built a deck, but I've repaired a deck, which uh, is a constant. uh, endeavor, but uh, um, and hopefully you'll endorse these practices. First of all, the joists. What I do is uh, on the edges uh, coated with tongue oil, and then over that I apply uh, tar paper and tack it down. And then with the joists, also if if floorboards are joining over a joist, uh-huh. I read this somewhere. Never 
put it directly, put them directly over it. Joyce, you want to space, you have two joists there. And so the water drains into thin air rather than on a joist. Exactly. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, and then, yep, that's and then a good in idea. addition to that, when I'm putting the floorboards down, my biggest pet peeve is people who just use the, the electric drill and just drill the screws in there too deep and mm-hmm. it, and it, uh, it uh, breaks up the end grain to where water's going to get down there and cause all sorts of mischief. So what I do is uh, when I'm doing the floorboards, I'll pre-drill, you know, with a, with a bracing bit. I'll get that tongue oil and put it down in the hole and then also coat my screw, which hopefully is going to be a true deck screw that's not galvanized so it doesn't react with the with the uh with the treated lumber and then then i hand tighten that with the brace bit to my to the uh you know correct torque i guess to where wow splitting that grain either so i was just wondering what y'all if y'all would endorse those practices and and hopefully those Jason, have you been watching my YouTube channel? Because that's exactly what I talk about. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. No, uh-uh. uh, awesome. I think the only thing I would add to that is make sure that the bark side, if you're using lumber and not synthetic, uh, put your bark side out. So bark there you go. Side out. Yes, sir. Uh, so that way, if you get any cupping, uh, it will cup. The correct way instead of the cur- instead of the sides curling upward, uh, they curl down. Your sides yeah. would curl down, so bark side always out. And what I do too, and this is what I did when I was repairing my deck, is I set my and I have room to do this. Is that I put my boards out and let them dry out a little bit before I install That's them. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, so. and then I stained them on. I used a uh, just a light gray stain, and I did them. Jeff taught me to do it on all six sides. Yep. There. Oh. <laughs> all right, Jeff. It seems like it's those big longitudinal cracks that water also gets down there and, yes. and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, causes mischief also. But wow. anyways, I just wanted to... Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we were talking last week. Remember we, the guy called in about the flex tape, and we mm-hmm. were talking about the spray? And I don't use the tar paper. I just use the flex tape right. and just run that across the top of my joist where I'm going to connect and what i like about that is that it will seal those screws right that's the biggest thing i see in inspections whenever i look at decks and there's a deck safety month i think that's coming up here pretty soon but those decks where they just they get you know they're going in with those screw guns Mm -hmm. and they counterset that screw well now you've just created a hole right if you look at a deck screw it is perforated and angled at the top and that's so it will fit right on the edge of the top of the deck board. Uh huh. So it's even. Oh, okay. If okay. you get a hole there, you got a problem. Right, right. You just created a bowl for all the rainwater to go in. Right. All right. Uh, Jason, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We're going to keep on moving. Uh, real quick, let's go to, uh, you know what? Uh, Lou in South Haven. Actually, Lou, I had planned on uh, doing an email from you. You sent us an email, didn't you? Yes, I did. There you go. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to let you do it live instead of me reading your email. Go for it. Well, I'm looking for an independent roofing inspector, someone that's uh, objective, someone not subjective, because I've been advised through the Internet, of course, that 
don't call someone that's a roofing installer because they try to might try and point you in the wrong direction as to you might need a roof and you really don't need one. So I really want to get somebody that's independent, that's only involved in me paying him to inspect the roof and give me advice on as to do I need a new roof or I don't. And I haven't been able to find that on the Internet because every number that I see is through roofing companies. Right. You know what's funny? That is a great question. And one of the reasons, Lou, I'm going to tell you this and then give it to the pros is uh, it's funny. If you have a roofer come out there, you'll always need a roof. And if you have an insurance company come out there, you'll never need you'll a never roof. You'll never need a roof. <laughs> so. Yeah, you got to oh, kind of have, have them work in conjunction. Now, let me say this in defense of. Should I, should I hang up? No, no, you can go ahead and hang up. Yeah, on. you can hang. Um, I'm going to, in defense of roofing companies, if you can get a qualified roofing company, and, and I'm working, I, I have several that I've worked with. They will, um, they may say that you need a new roof, but they may also, you know, talk with you about things that you can do to take care of the roof. You could also look at getting an independent home inspector that could come out. And we've done that. Um, One of the things that we get real busy with is after a storm and you come in and have all these roofs put on and the client will go, you know, something's just not right. And we'll go out and look at it and we'll go, oh, yeah, your gut was right. Right. (laughs) It's just not it's just not correct, but there's no the inspector the home uh, the independent home inspector doesn't have a dog in the fight. I mean, they're just so you can hire kind of a, a person like you, a, a home inspector, oh, yeah. to yeah. go and long. just check out your roof. Yeah, and you can get them to check out anything really. Right, right. Um, we've right, well, started doing that. We do. I'm going to say 35 to 40 percent of my business now is homeowners wanting to. Um, get an inspection so that somebody like Jeff can come in and they're not piecemealing everything. Right. They've got right. a well, really. Well, then let me squeeze you. Here we go. Uh, uh, and this is for you, Lou. I'm doing this for you, brother. <laughs> so if I want a, 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 a home inspector to come and check out my roof, what kind of cost category am I looking at? Well, it's really going to depend, and this is where we like to talk to our clients. If you're worried about your roof, you're probably looking at a couple of hundred bucks to get the inspector out there because it cost us so much, you okay. know, or okay. whatever. Um, or you could go, you could pay four hundred dollars and get the whole house inspected. Ah, did you get that look? <laughs> and then you you've got a list of everything. Sure. Now let me let me caution everyone too because there may be some listeners out there saying, well. You know, I'm just going to call my insurance company because uh-huh. my neighbor got a roof. My other neighbor got a roof. <laughs> so now I've got roofitis. So I know I'm getting a roof. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you're, 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 you're running a risk. Mm-hmm. I've said this many, many times. The last person to call is your insurance, insurance company, company because you're going to file a claim. Okay? Insurance comes out, inspects the roof, and they say, you don't have damage. Well, guess what? You have another kind of damage because now you have filed a claim. Right. Even though... Which stays on the books. Even though they didn't pay, that's not how insurance companies work. Insurance companies work off of the number of claims, not so much the amount of the claim. So be real careful 
before we just run and pick up the phone and call 1-800-YOU'RE-IN-GOOD-HANDS. Right. Do do some research, like Pam says. Get a, get an independent home inspector out there and and uh, get, get that inspected that way. Good deal. All right. Uh, thank you, Lou. I hope that helps out. Um, I like that idea of going all in and just getting a whole well, house sure. inspection. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the we, and we tell people it's a better it's a better value. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and get a really comprehensive. Matter of fact, we just got a five star review from a client we did last week, where we gave them and it involved a roof. And I actually know this person, mm-hmm. and I kept saying, you know, your roof just doesn't look so good. So what I did is I called the company that I network with, and they met me there. Oh, and they looked at the roof while I was doing all the other stuff. And then we met with the client and sure enough, he was like, yeah, this roof doesn't look so good. Will she get an insurance claim? Well, what he's going to do is now he's going to meet the adjuster. Mm-hmm. It works a lot better that way. Huh? <laughs> all right. We're kind of ganging up on the insurance company. <laughs> right. All right, folks, you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. And uh, we've been waiting for a moment here. Edwin is on the line in St. Louis. Buddy, we're going to get to you in just a second. Edwin, you're adding a bathroom space to your to your home. Is that what we're doing? He's in Bay St. Louis. Oh, in Bay St. Louis. That's one of my favorite places, Bay St. Louis. Edward, are you with us? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So so you're adding a bathroom space? Yeah, I'm in the thinking stage right now. But my question is, I have this um, Graceland barn shed, which is like 12 by 35. And I had to get a permit and everything. And the rest, the foundation is these um, 4 inch by 16 concrete pads and on top of that are these concrete piers and there's a cap on top of that and the um, shed rests on that. My question is can if I wanted to add like an um, 8x8 or a 5x8 space like for a bathroom, can I use that as a foundation as well? The concrete pads and the, the cinder blocks. Was this, so this will be separate outside of what is currently poured? Um Yes. So, so you you would put a new one in, a new pad. You're wanting to put a, the bathroom in the existing building, or you're wanting to build another building? Well, I want, I want to put the bathroom um, attached to my main house, to the back of the main house. And um, I know you can always, um, what did you say, you can can, camber, I don't know how you say that, pronounce oh, it. Oh, cantilever. Yeah. Cantilever. Yes, I don't know um, if you can do that with um, five to eight feet away from the house. So that's why I was thinking perhaps I could use the concrete block instead of digging in the ground and putting that foundation that way. Well, no. I mean, you're, you're going to have to. You, it sounds to me like you're adding on. You want to add a bathroom. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. No, you're going to have to put in the proper foundation. You're going to have to get a permit. Um, you know, now, nothing wrong with a conventional foundation, but it's got to be put in correctly. Yeah, you you need a footing. You need a That's sure right. enough footing going down well, to the it's, ground. It's got to be engineered engineered drawing of the foundation, and then you know plans drawn for the addition. Uh, that all has to be submitted because Bay St. Louis is a permitting area in Mississippi. 
Yeah, uh, and you've also got a wind load down there. So you've got to right. – if you're adding on to the existing house because of your uh-huh. hurricane-force winds that you have on occasion mm-hmm. down there – and you don't do that correctly, it's just going to rip the building off the back of the house. Yeah, it's going to have to be strapped. And I would really proceed with caution on that. I'm not sure that that would be a handyman-type thing on your foundation. Another thing you have to think about, too, in bathrooms, there, it's water is heavy. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to put a tub in there, you better have – my dad – now, i got another story – so years ago, my dad gets a call in the middle of the night from a buddy of his who he played golf with, and he had was in Belly, <laughs> and he was in an older neighborhood, and he was up on the third floor, and he ran a bath, and um, he fell through two, <laughs> and went through two floors. He ended up in the uh, crawl space. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. I was just thinking about putting a shower, but I understand about you know having to have the. Um, I was just curious because I have this big old twelve by thirty feet barn right. that weighs three times or four times as much as a little small five by eight space, you know. Right. And it yeah. allows the concrete blocks and the straps. So I thought, well, I can maybe do the same thing because people got trailers around here, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that building was meant for storage and not necessarily live load, and it's also not connected to your house. Once you start right. connecting to the house, you really need to. And you know how you know it's not connected to your house? The insurance company uh-huh. wouldn't cover it like that. Yeah. No well, way. and then you've got square foot. You know, right. it, it turns into this whole game that you play with appraisal value and heated and cooled space. So, yeah. And when there's a way to get this done, it is uh, through per- permitting and the right thing. But if you're just talking about a small shed. And I know what you're talking about here, Edwin. If you're talking about something small, we're not talking about if you want to put something on blocks. You can do that. Now, what Pam and Jeff are talking about are the best possible circumstances where everything is going to work, like plumbing. If you don't do this right, things like that will eventually go bad. So you can do it any way you want, but you're going to find that it won't last. Well, and what it's going to do, too, and I love that point, is that think about this. And I live in an old house. Okay, so when you start connecting different foundations to together, there's movement. (laughs) Right. It just moves. That's just what it does. And if you put your bathroom on concrete blocks and the house is on something different, you're going to have some separation issues eventually. Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, I'm sorry, Edwin. I'm sorry. Uh, I hope that works for you. Okay, one last question. How much will an 8x8 eight eight bathroom framing cost about top of your head? Jeff? Jeff? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the winning lotto numbers? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, a bathroom, you can spend a bunch of money in a bathroom. Um, I, I'm going to shoot off the hip 25000 Framing? Uh, no, everything. Okay. everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. You could probably uh, get it framed up in the foundation for what ten, five yeah, to ten. Man, yes, yeah. yeah, six, seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, that's okay. why I say five to ten. Really? Six, yeah. seven, yeah. five to ten. Right. <laughs> Eight to five. Eight Good to five. job, both of you. <laughs> Thanks, Edwin. Appreciate it. <laughs> All, right. All right, buddy's on the line in Natchez, and he's got a woodwright uh, issue. What's going on, buddy? Well, I lived in a 1890s house, grew up in the thing, and uh, we had the termite policy on it. 
good friend of mine owned the company and uh, wound up with termites all over the front section of my house. They come out and inspect it and said, we're not liable. I said, what do you mean? You didn't supposed to have treated my house and I've got termites all over the place. He said, well, it's coming from your porch. Your porch wood has gotten wet because of it raining and you've got such a good paint job on this porch, you can't see the rot that's actually inside the wood. And the, bird, the termites have flown in here, ah. landed, and have created a colony. And they're not going down through the foundation that we have treated huh. into the ground to get their moisture. They're getting the moisture from the rotten wood out here on your front porch. So I tear off the porch, repair everything myself, uh-huh. put a concrete porch on there happy with it, sold the house. Those people tore the concrete porch off, put a wooden porch back <laughs> right, on right. it. Termites are going to be happy again. Right. <laughs> They're going to have a termite party. Well, well you did right. what you could, Welcome buddy. home party. But I just wanted to tell people to watch out about your porches because they can be the source of a termite infestation in your house. You know, That's buddy, fantastic. I had them. That was the same scenario on mine. You know, my house, these older houses, like um, if you go underneath an older house and the wood is black, it's been treated in creosote. Right. <laughs> and a termite's right. not going anywhere near yeah. it. But it's the new stuff. That and I had termites coming up. Now let let me say this about termites: subterranean termites have to have moisture. That's how they build their mud tubes. So what they're doing, and they all fly. So they yep. they will fly to a point, but if they don't have mud, they can't live. <laughs> so they they coming well, up from the ground. Mighty old, must be mighty old boards in that house from the fine mud. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, they're the coming up. I, I'm going to guarantee the you they're coming the up from the ground somewhere. That's, you know. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very happen. much. And, uh, All right, man. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Thanks buddy. We appreciate it. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor, Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. We are talking today about um, about all of the fixes that you've been asking. And we've got a couple of emails here that you've got to get into. Here we go. This was, I just can't believe it. My 2006 microwave is beginning to spark big <laughs> About every fourth time I use it, <laughs> I'm not using metal pieces. Stop! <laughs> this can happen when trying to heat up a small cup of milk or water. I've researched online, and it seems that I might need a new waveguide cover for my Frigidaire Professional Series microwave. Is it logical to repair this, or should I think about getting another? Get another one. Thanks, Corian. <laughs> I mean, it's, 2006, it's, it's almost seven, 20 years it's old. 17 years old. Yes. No, do not. Don't. No, no. Uh, it'd be cheaper just to go get you know, another you, one. You can buy one. No matter one. how professional that model is, you've gotten your value out of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Every dime. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. So. Jay, have, listen have to Jay. Have a funeral service for that thing. Memorialize it and yeah. get you a new one. Right. Get you <laughs> Thank another, you. Get you another one. Right. What happens is that, and we, we look at this in home inspections, is we'll open up the inside, and if there's burn marks uh-huh. in yeah. there, it's time. For a new microwave. Really? Okay, that's I, I something we need to know. We need to look for because I can look up in my... You know what? I never looked at that. I'm going to look I, at that when I get home. Well, it starts to deteriorate the metal in there. I and that's what's causing the sparks. there's something inside a microwave, too, that can damage your body. 
Yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah. Well, then don't play with it. Yeah, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Just stop using it. My God, it's going <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get another email. Okay, I think we beat yeah, up on this person enough. Yeah, sorry. Go get another <laughs> I think Jeff one. was just saying, please don't try to engine, re-engineer those no, things at no, home. No, right? no, 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 no. Not a microwave, anyway. Not right. a microwave. Go down and get you, a, you know, get you a new one. Stick it in there. All right, I've got another one here that, that actually particularly speaks to my experience. Also, Jay White in there can help us with this one. My family and I live out in the country. I have set up an outside antenna. I have it about 30 feet in the air and still not getting good signal strength. Some of the pine trees are about 50 to 60 feet tall from growing over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the antenna has about 80 to 100 mile range, also a booster connected. Is it possible to go even higher in the air, uh, say about 50 feet, and is that safe or possible? Thank you. Hope to hear a response. Okay. I'll start with saying uh, you can always go higher with an antenna and most likely get better reception unless you're just in the wrong place. Now, there's something that that was not mentioned here. Most antennas, proper uh, antennas, are directional. Actually, it's not just a stick up in the air. It kind of points in a direction. So if you live, say, let's say uh, the TV station you're watching is in Biloxi and 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 you want to watch that. Let's say you're an hour north of that. You're going to point your directional television antenna south or wherever that television antenna is. So, like so for example, the, the Gulf Coast MPB towers are right. in Wiggins, which is. A good ways north right. of so the coastline, would, actually. So, so you're you going to have to have a north. clear shot of the north sky, or well, that's going to be impeded yeah. to a certain extent. Right. And the same thing on cell phone. Um, and we had a client we were working with on this. I have this experience in Raymond. We're kind of in a hole. And I literally took, <laughs> I know, I, I literally took an old rake <laughs> with an extension that's on it. genius. <laughs> That's genius. And put my cell phone booster (laughs) on the rake. And so, and then you can, there's an app on your phone that tells you where the the towers are. Uh And I pointed it toward that tower. Now I'll tell you this. And then the lightning bolt came down. And then the lightning came. But yeah, literally, if you drive into our property, you see this rake attached. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. With my cell thing on it. It works so much better in the winter. Really? Yeah, because there are no leaves on the tree. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. And I've been trying to think, how could I get that sucker higher? I guess you would have to hire maybe a flag pole company to come out and get you a really tall tower. Well, this guy's talking, he's got 50 to 60 feet tall pine trees. If you can get some on the climb, you know, you can use the pine trees. You can trees. put it in the top of the pine tree. Lots but then of you people run use, your cord. You well, know? lots of people use tall trees to uh, apply antennas to. Oh, yeah, I see it all yeah, the but time. But before you do that, make sure you're pointing it in the right direction. Right. Because you might not have to do that. She mentioned Raymond, if you live in the Jackson metropolitan area, all the big towers for all the radio and TV stations are down in Raymond, which is to the extreme far southwest South and portion west. of the metropolitan area. So you got to have a good shot of that sky. And depending on what part of the town you live in, and if you live down in a hole, there yeah. might be stuff, there might be elevated area that blocks you that from blocks, a clear shot right. of that part of town, and it might you might have to go up in a pine tree then. Right. Yeah, that's our problem. We're or up on of, the side of your house, depending on how many floors your house has. Then you yeah. can look at something like that, too. Well, but get somebody else to do that. Don't be hanging that. off your third floor. I yeah. bought me a rack, and, I mean, a little bracket. Anyway, the rake is on the side of the house, and so far it seems to be the working rake. pretty good. <laughs> 
All right, one last hey, question. Hey, y'all seen the rake? <laughs> the rake yeah. house. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, I had it now. Yeah. We're using it for an antenna. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, can blow the, you can get the leaves, but you can't talk on the phone at the same at time. At the same exactly. time. Okay. Uh, okay, one real quick thing. Uh, another email. I was told I have hail damage on my roof. A neighbor said no one seems to get around the chimney right. Is there a roofing 101? Gene and Raymond. Um roofing 101 i hope that doesn't mean i'm going to go up there and fix that flashing because if that's your idea and you've not been on a roof to do this before stop well don't even get a ladder out this is where a lot of people have a misconception of what's going on i have roof damage i call an inspector absolutely you have roof damage i file my claim you have roof damage bam 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 no one ever said you had flashing issues Insurance is not going to pay for that flashing if it is wore out because of anything other than weather related. Mm-hmm. And the flashing is the thing around the chimney. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I got a new roof, issue. but I still have a leak. Well, did right. you pay for new flashing? No. No. Well, and, and that's why I tell my clients, talk to the roofer, upgrade to new flashing. That's what I did on my roof. There you Absolutely. go. All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Jay White today. Our call screener was Jermaine Flood. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Up next is Everyday Tech with Jay White, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jiminy Stewart at 11. Yes, that's a real name. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.